Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to the Feathered Desert, everyone. This is Kirsten, and Cheryl is with me as always. And the title of this podcast is What's in a Name? So quoting the bard William Shakespeare, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. I hope all you birders out there believe this quote to be true because some changes are a coming where common bird names are concerned. The American Ornithological Society has decided to change the English, uh, sorry, English names of bird species named after people. So... In November of 2023, the AOS announced that birds named after people would be renamed. Birds such as Anna's Hummingbird, Bullock's Oriole, Abert's Tohi, Gamble's Quail, and Bewick's Wren will all be renamed. Scientists will form a multidisciplinary committee that will seek public input when they begin renaming the birds. They will focus on birds that are in the AOS's jurisdiction, which is the United States, States and Canada. Beginning in 2024, so that's this year, we mm. will start with 70 to 80 species. Kind of exciting. Yes, it is exciting. And the question, of course, is many of you may be asking is why are they doing this? So quoting Dr. Colleen Handel, president of the American Ornithological Society, also called AOS, and a research wildlife biologist with the U.S. Geological Survey in Alaska, there is power in a name, and some English bird names have associations with the past that continue to be exclusionary and harmful today. We need a much more inclusive and engaging scientific process that focuses attention on the unique features of the beauty of the birds themselves. I love this. Yes. I, I don't see why we, yeah, why do we need to name something after a person when that bird is so beautiful? Why are we not looking at that and, and honoring that? Mm-hmm. So, for example, in 2020, McGowan's Longspur, a small prairie songbird from the Great Plains, was renamed to the Thick-Billed Longspur. This name focuses on the characteristics of the bird instead of using the bird to honor a human being. So, as I just said, I like this thought process. I like it. I'm on board with this. And this is what the scientists are going to do with all the names that we're starting off with, those 70 to 80 different bird names. This is what they're going to try to do. So by doing this, the AOS is admitting that the previous process for naming birds contained some bias. And there are three guidelines they will be using for the remaining process and for future newly discovered bird species. And the first um, guideline is the AOS commits to changing all English language names of birds within its geographic jurisdiction that are named directly after people, along with other names deemed offensive or exclusionary, focusing first on those species that occur primarily within the U.S. or Canada border. Yes. I don't know what other kinds of names are that they're talking about are, are, are exclusionary, 
but I don't know every single bird name in in our 10,000 identified species, so I'm trusting them. Maybe they just put that in there so they could cover everything. Maybe. Maybe they did. You're right. So the second guideline is the AOS commits to establishing a new committee to oversee the assignment of all English common names for species within the AOS's jurisdiction, U.S. and Canada. Mm -hmm. And this committee will broaden participation by including a diverse representation of individuals with expertise in the social social sciences, communications, ornithology, and taxonomy. So within the scientific community itself, AOS is going to include a broader representation of scientists as we are renaming instead of just having a bunch of old white guys chiming in on what name they think it should be. Yes. The third guideline, the AOS commits to actively involving the public in the process of selecting new English bird names. So instead of just involving scientists on the naming process, the AOS will reach out to the communities where these birds are found to ask for comments and suggestions. I think think that's brilliant. That's what we should have been doing this whole time. Yes. Yes. Well, we didn't know so, no. Yeah, we should. Well, I mean, we should have known better. Instead of just keeping all of that power to themselves, ornithologists in the past, that's what they wanted. They wanted to put their name out there. They wanted to be remembered. They wanted to say, I am the one who found this bird or studied this bird. But why? Everybody gets to see that bird. That bird is everybody's. It's not your bird. So, ah. I'm glad we're going down the correct path. So quoting Dr. Judith Scarl, AOS Executive Director and CEO, as scientists, we work to eliminate bias in science, but there has been historic bias in how birds are named and who might have a bird named in their honor. Exclusionary naming conventions developed in the 1800s, clouded by racism and misogyny, don't work for us today. And the time has come for us to transform this process and redirect the focus to the birds where it belongs. We know that there will be a lot of pushback from birders who have been birding for years, but this is a necessary step to opening up birding to everyone. Because birding is for everyone. And you know what? Nobody likes change. No, no, you're absolutely right. But the birds didn't ask for it. Nope. The birds are just the birds, and so let's just focus on enjoying them. Yeah. Ken Kaufman, author of many widely used bird ID guides, weighed in on this decision in a recent NPR article. He's been using these names for the last 60 years and was initially upset by the decision because he knows some of the people these birds are named after. But he's come around to the idea. He was quoted as saying, it's an exciting opportunity to give these birds names that celebrate them rather than some person in the past. See, that, that's what I meant. That's what we should. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I think Ken's quote sums it up, really. And remember that the only thing changing here is the name of the bird. They are still as beautiful and as fun to watch regardless of what we call them. And they don't even know that. They have no idea what we call them. They don't care what we call them. So, yes, 
And just as William Shakespeare said, a rose by any other name will smell as sweet. This bird will still be as wonderful as it is with any other name.